back, listeners, to another episode of Whisper in the Wings. We have a fabulous episode for you today. Um, a really exciting one because we have a new artist, uh, a new kind of artist that we're going to be featuring today. We have an author uh, for you today, Beth uh, 2K, who's going to speak to us about her book. Uh, Beth, welcome to Whisper in the Wings. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here and be with you. I follow you and it's just wonderful what you do. Thank so, you thank so much. Thank so, you. So Beth, you're, you're an author, you're a theater mom, you're a theater lover, so you're a superhero and, and you've written a book. What, what is the name of the book? I have it right here. It's The World is Your Oyster. And of course, <laughs> a line from Newsies. Um, there's my daughter. <laughs> Uh, performance from high school and um, it's a it's a really um, good read I think we all needed a little pick-me-up in the theater community post-COVID and um, so it inspired me to write a book um, that whole experience of theater shutdown <laughs> and, and so what if you don't mind going a little bit more detail about your book tell us a bit more about your book so the book is actually a compilation of quotes and, you know, just a little bit of um, humorous advice for especially teen thespians and up. Um, there are quotes in there by actors and actresses and artists in general. Um, and again, don't mind my voice today. <laughs> Allergies and PA. Um, but, and it's, you know, theater advice, some are quirky things they do, like share water bottles. There's advice on that. And there's, <laughs> you know, there, there are quotes from Lynn Miranda, there, you know, um, and Kristen Chenoweth. There, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, the, the way I comprise it is almost like a yearbook. Um, where there's pages, uh, you know, in the middle and at the end that, um, people can autograph each other's books, whether they go to, you know, a Broadway show or within their own um, theater performances, the cast and crew can sign each other's to replace, say, fan mail. Um, and I'm really hoping to get it, you know, in place of flowers, which allergies have spoken, um, I wanted to get something that's commemorative and that the kids could use as a keepsake. So it has a page to put their show uh, the date of the show, what their role was in the show. And then if family members and friends come to see their performances, they can sign it, sign it as well. And there's a spot for picked photographs, things like that too. So um, it's a little bit of everything, kind of like me. <laughs> Theater mom, teacher, Reiki master, that kind of thrown together jumble. But it's a kids and teens, um, it's mostly based for. I so. love that. I wish this was around when I was in high school because all we had, you know, outside of the few pictures I have, we used to take, um, you know, we'd have the posters around school. Oh, yeah. We'd have yeah. the posters and then at like the, the closing night party, if it wasn't at like a village inn or something, everybody would sign it. And yeah. then I still have my posters from like Eyes and Dolls and the Crucible and that. And oh. that would be that. But to have this book would be so much better. To uh, like you said, the yearbook. I mean, behind me on the lovely bookcases that the, the listeners can't see, but I've got my yearbook still, you know. And so I love that because it's a lasting thing. It's a lasting, you know, as we get older, yeah. we save those playbills and stuff that we see from shows. So this is a great way to start that. Yeah, oh, I love that. hardcover. Um, 
you know, which, which I think is important. They sit hours, as you know, as a theater kid backstage. So they can look mm-hmm. through it together. You know, there's funny um, little sayings and quotes. And although it looks like, you know, an elementary book, the humor is, is more, again, teen-based, <laughs> just to yeah. give the one. Um, but there, there are different things like, um, you know, never stop breathing, um, the goal golden rule, Google it, follow it, live it, share it, teach it. Um, You know, talking about balance and just um, things I think teens, you know, we're going through a mental health crisis and with COVID and the the Broadway shutdown again, I think, um, you know, they need something that's inspirational that they can share and talk about together. And a lot of the little quotes and sayings spark bigger discourse and conversation that they can also be doing backstage. You know, you can practice lines and parts so much, yeah. but you know, they're back there for hours. And, and I really, I think they're, they're good conversation starters for our, our teens. So, um, but yeah, I think the fact that it's hardcover and you know, you can have it as a commemorative piece is, was super important to me. So. Now, how did you come up with the idea for this book? Well, again, I'm a jumble of everything, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, um, as a kid, I, you know, music, I like to say saved my life several times, just thinking back to certain bullying times and, you know, um, just, it was rough, you know, it was rough for all of us. And, um, you know, so it's just that going with that, you know, just to, um, I don't know, bring out, you know, the fact that you know, all of your things that you are, like I'm a teacher too. I I taught elementary school for 23 years in Connecticut. And that mixed with, you know, um, all of the inspiration that I received um, through books, through literature, through music, um, it all really does come to a, a fruition of what ends up being your life, you know, and this book represents, it's a culmination of me and my experiences, Um, you know, again, teaching, growing as an individual, and um, just love of theater and the arts, so, yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Thanks. So then with all that in mind, what was it like developing the book? I'm guessing it was fun, because, you know, putting all that passion into it. Your guess is half right. Um, (laughs) um, You know, during COVID, you know, I felt like Rosie from I'm Dating Myself from the Jetsons, just a robot going from (laughs) to my husband's work office and delivering things. And, you know, I just, I felt like just an an autopilot for like a full on year. And I just, I started writing it almost for sanity. And, you know, I'd hear, um, you know, just different things said, you know, inspiration that would get me through the day. And so it was, it was really fun because I, I journal and, um, but how it came, how it came to be, you know, was out of a dark place, bringing light out of that um, for all of our teens in theater um, moms, you know, I no longer were our kids was the crying and drama from the closed bedroom door, a monologue. It was now real. Uh, These kids were suffering from depression. And um, so, you know, although it was fun to write, um, you know, it it brought me to some deep 
dark places for the kids and where they were at. And, you know, I just, I, when Broadway shut down, I mean, and, and my daughter in particular, she got the role of Fiona that year and then couldn't perform it. And these kids are walking, nothing against sports, walking flat out around football players in practice, not able to go to their rehearsals. And, you know, it was, it was rough. So, and then we moved, we moved to Pennsylvania and, you know, I knew I had a team with me and I, uh, that, that's rough moving a team. And she, thank goodness has, um, you know, esteem and she puts herself out there. And it, it I really got sick with anemia uh, when we got here. It was hemoglobin three, which is third world countries. And I finished the book in the hospital. It just, I said, if I'm leaving this planet, my daughter <laughs> it will have this book somehow, some way. And I even let a few friends know, you know, this is, I'm writing this book. And, you know, I had, um, I had a notebook and I, and I finished it up and then, and then, you know, it was just all came together with a wonderful, um, set of friends, um, Brenda Parker and, um, Kim Markasich. They, you know, they just helped me kind of bring it all together from this <laughs> thought process and a bunch of ideas. So it was, it was nice to work with them and it, it just, you know, the whole process was so well worth it. So. I mean, wow, I did not see any of that coming. <laughs> I mean, talk about being super mom to finish, finish this book under those circumstances and, and give the world such a gift. I mean, that's oh, incredible. That's thank you so much. I wow. Talk about loving the theater there, you know? <laughs> theater is life. <laughs> Absolutely. And shout out to your daughter for just, you know, I mean, the power of theater there. I mean, any, oh. any... Anybody who's young and, and an artist, really, I think we adapt to change so well because yeah, we're, we're just used to it. Of my anthem, she's Avery. She's my inspiration and on many levels. <laughs> so, yeah. There. You, you, you raised a good kid. So what message or thought are you hoping that readers will walk away with from this book? You know, a little bit of... Um, I think self-reflection when it comes to theater, you know, um, Avery had received five leads, six leads in Orlando. And again, she was new there and, you know, the cat fight was real. The, um, everything that, you know, these poor kids go through, um, was, you know, just a really, um, you know, it, it again, it, it's, it, there's a lot of drama. And I think if we can be self-reflective, um, which this book gives a lot of clues on how to be, um, some advice that, you know, looking at your role, not only on the stage, but in life and, um, and just how one little word or look can really, you know, be perceived by another as hurtful or, you know, and, and really just looking within, um, owning your stuff, owning your business and, you know, giving people what they deserve as well. Um, you know, and just, and just really loving theater for theater. It's not, it's about the community as well, not just what part, what part you play, 
you know, it's the family, it's the community, it's the giving back to that show. If there's someone who's better in the roles for that show, it's for the love of the show, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of them need to realize that. And, it, you know, great advice from one theater teacher was, um, you know, it's lonely at the top. And do you want that? Yeah. So figure out who you are and be proud of yourself. Be confident. Don't get me wrong. Uh, know your strengths and know others' weaknesses. But at the end of the day, work together. You know, right. this show must go on. <laughs> I think one, one, I hate to say that, but one positive from the, the shutdown that we all realize is theater's community. And it takes a village to do a show and, and, and no one person, despite the size of whatever the role is, is more important than the other. Yeah. So I think a lot of people started to embrace the idea that I might be ensemble and not in the lead, but I am just as important in telling the overall story as the lead is. And we're all needed and coming together to create this, this experience I'm that we've been out for so long. In the book, I, I mentioned to you know, um, not only actors and actresses, it's not about you. (laughs) I mean, it is, but the the crew, the lighting, you know, I mean, it is a community and it's, you know, it's all, it's all for one. Yes. I I mean, you're talking to a guy that's married to a a wig artist and I have a deep appreciation for designers and for crew members. And I've worked as a a dresser. And when I'm, when I've met young actors and that I'm like, you, you need to value the people off stage even more than the people on stage, because without them, you're basically just buskers on the street. Yes. You, you need them to create that world that blows the audience away and you, and you work together to, to, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically improv. You guys are making each other look so good. And the audience is the one that really benefit from it. It's a constant battle of, of one upping, but in a way of like, I'm going to make the designers look good. And the designers like, I'm going to make the actors look good. And if yeah. you work in that positivity, the audience is like, Oh my gosh, everything is yeah. like so good. And then. Yeah. I've had, yeah. I've had to shut kids down backstage. Like the, there's no red carpet here. People, this yeah. is not, this is not your runway, you know, this is all of us and synonymous to what teachers here, you know, the custodian, um, the, the administrative assistant, we're all equal. This is all, uh, you know, community. No one is to be treated less than anybody else here. That's what makes Peter special is it's community. (laughs) And that's why it hurt us so much when it was taken away because our community was taken from us. Yes. And we were deprived of it for so long. That's why it hurts so much in our souls. So. Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's, you know, some people hear music. Some people feel music. Exactly. And it, oh, my God, the whole, brilliant. The whole sucking, you know, and that's ripped away from you. So how long have you been working on this book then? Was it just during the pandemic or was it even before then? 
Well, I would say my whole life in a way, because um, like my niece Katie, um, and we always loved quotes. Like we'd hear a little saying or, you know, and then kind of, um, you know, live through inspirational quotes. So, um, but yeah, the actual work in progress has been almost three years, I'd say, that I, I really started the journaling um, and, you know, just reflecting on how my life has changed, how I've grown as a person and, and just being a mom and then, and then a theater mom and, you know, and, and just, um, I, I, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's mostly my whole life, but I, you know, it's just, um, I just really start, um, looking inward when it comes to how other people react to me, how, you know, and, and kids need to learn that early on. You know, um, I always regretted not going into theater. They didn't have much in the way of that. I danced for 14 years. Um, you can't tell today, but I sang. And, um, you know, and, and I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's that um, theater community sense that really um, makes everything come together when, when you're a theater, like, when you're in that place of being a theater member or family member, you know, and I always regretted just not being able to perform because I wasn't the one that had confidence. Mm. And I always imparted on my daughter, you know, this is you, this is your time. It's okay to be, to shine. So, um, and I want all kids to feel that. So. Yes. Great message. Oh my uh -huh. gosh. And 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 in you being a teacher shows just a little. <laughs> so, who do you hope have access to this book? Like, is it just theater kids, or do you think it may have a wider audience than that? Well, you know, in lieu that I, I, I mm, I'm hoping, hoping get it into small theaters. I've hit a couple small bookshops. Uh, my next is drama bookshop. It, right there in, in, in New York City. Um, but I really, really, um, to manifest and put it out there, I would like this um, in theaters, you know, in the theater gift shops as a way in place of flowers. This is the book to get. Almost like how um, um, Oh, Which Way You Will Go by Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the place, I knew I had, oh, the places you'll go, how each teacher signs it, and then you give it at the high school graduation. Um, and I want it to be something that, you know, is commemorative from each show. Again, you know, just to get it out there that, that it could be in place of, um, it could be something big that they need to get for their kid for that show. And, um, and that way, grandma and grandpa can sign it. We can put family pictures. And it's kind of a yearbook from that show. So I would hope that theaters would be interested in carrying something like that. It, you know, I think that perhaps. So that's a, that's a dream. <laughs> I love that. And hopefully the drama bookshop. I dream big. I dream big, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that, well, and, and that would be perfect, especially for young, young high school you know, theater kids that come to New York and they can put their experiences yeah, in there. Cause, like, yeah. This is really, um, I can't say it's not curriculum worthy. I think it would be a great book to have in your classroom 
as a theater teacher. Um, and it, you know, I hope to write more books um, in this genre. And uh, my next one that I'm currently working on is an A through Z, that, like the ABCs of Theodore. So that could even, I could even, which I'm currently developing curriculum in the school system for Pennsylvania, um, for the William Penn School District, I could develop curriculum to go along with a book such as that. Um, so. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's another kind of side dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, switching gears, on our show, we not only talk about, you know, theater itself and, and break shows down and whatnot, but we also, you know, one of the pivot points, or pivot points, one of the main points is talking about our experiences in the theater. So I'd love to ask you a few questions about your uh, personal experiences in the theater. Um, and I'd love to start with the question of what shows in the past have inspired you or that you love, or maybe even writers or um, composers. Okay, well, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so many composers. That's a hard question. I know, when, right? <laughs> um, when I, I mean, when I, when I was, I think you mentioned in the womb, um, you know, my parents were listening to Barbara Streisand. You know, all the trauma was already coming out. And, <laughs> and it really, it's just, you know, I spent my entire childhood trying to perform through, and again, I took dance and, and I would sing. And eventually in my twenties, I took vocal lessons and won a few karaoke contests, a band, you know, like a, and, um, but, you know, I, I, um, I think it really, like, I really felt theater. I was around seven years old and, um, a lot of the neighborhood kids loved to sing and dance too. And we all went to our separate dance schools and we decided to do a play and I, be, I we auditioned and I was Annie. And um, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I got the perm even. And, <laughs> and <laughs> so that was like my first reel. And then once you play a role, you get the bug. And then, you know, there was nothing really in the way of theater. So um, you know, but then I would just go to shows. I, you know, the Phantom, Cats. Um, my favorite was Rent. Um, I we had front row, oh. and literally the makeup, the powder was falling in my face, and I'm like, oh. you know. And we got out of that show. We went to the back of the line, and we got back, and, <laughs> and we saw. It was just magical, you know. And um, I just, you know, I've always felt that. Um, the performers, you know, they, they're almost superheroes in a way. It's, you know, how they can just transform into somebody else at, at a, on a whim and, and become that for many months or years. And, you know, so I, that's always been um, an inspiration. I did, I did go to a couple shows on Broadway and, but, you know, my, my theater has been limited from where I've lived. And now that I'm a theater mom, my theater, um, I love talking mom theater, but my, my theater experience has been just seeing all of how a show comes together. And I knew nothing about that until I, I met this woman, Pam McDonald in Orlando and my daughter was in seventh grade and we just put together the little princess 
like, and it was beautiful. It was so well done. And then, you know, I just, I became a theater lover in general of just, you know, watching more shows, going to more shows. And um, most recently, my the, the best show I went to, and I have to give them props, is a high school performance of Newsies right here in Pennsylvania. The Colonial Players, um, they're a theater group that's been around for like 40 years. And they, they put on this show. You wouldn't believe these kids were in high school. It was amazing. So, um, yeah, and I just, I really want to go back if I can and teach theater in some way. Mm. And I feel inspired by the theater teachers that I've come in contact with. I mean, being a teacher in general, you're on stage. Throughout the years, there have been, been several plays, you know, things that I've, I've, um, you know, performances that I've helped the students um, develop. And we did a summer performance of, of Susicle one year. And, um, you know, just really giving back to the community is where I stand now. Um, so just hoping to get more out there. I love that. Oh, name some wonderful shows in there. And, and, and I feel like Rent really was like a roller coaster that the minute you finished, you, you just got back in line to run it again. It was, it was that good. That, that was my, my coming of age show in high school that it came out. In, in theaters and I was like oh yeah I love theater I forgot about this <laughs> what was your favorite show I mean you have been to oh. shows do you keep tra tally marks of this <laughs> well play I mean, them. listen out of all the people I've ever talked to you were the first person to turn the question back on me um <laughs> I <laughs> um there's two musicals and a play that I can give um the play is The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer I remember I was not a big fan of seeing plays on Broadway. Uh, the first play I saw on Broadway was Waiting for Godot. My wife was like, we should go see it. And it was with Nathan Lane and John Goodman. And I was like, this, these are great performers, but I'm like, I don't get it. I was a little naive college student. I was like, I don't get it. Now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, wiser. Yeah. But I remember seeing The Normal Heart and they would put up the names of the people who had passed from the AIDS epidemic during the time in which the scene had taken place in between scenes. And at the very end, the entire stage was covered with names, but then the entire theater was covered in names. And I just started weeping. Like I was so moved and I've never been moved like that by a show. And, uh, yeah. It's the feeling you leave. It's like for me leaving a concert, like, it doesn't go away for months. It's yeah. killing, you know? That's incredible, yeah. And then my yeah. two musicals, um, what, so the, my top two, once is yeah. still playing, the first one is Come From Away. Oh. Uh, the music is brilliant. I've seen it, oh God, six, seven times. It's I have to, I am not that familiar. I have to follow. Oh that. yeah. See when I have friends come to town and that, that's one of the first things I say, like, have you seen come from a white? Great. Let's go see it. It's a lot of people associate it with a musical about nine 11. Oh, and it kind of is, but it's about the, the, the small town in Canada had all these planes diverted to it. So it's a story about the people who were diverted to this town and the people of the town who took care of them. So in this horrible moment of history, the best of humanity came up. And it's, 
and 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 both the passengers and the people of the town are played by the same people. So they flip flop, uh-huh. and there's brilliant humor and some wonderful drama, and it's perfectly balanced. And there's beautiful stories and wonderful music, and you just have a great time in that ninety minutes. And it's so inspiring. And and no matter how many times I see it, I just find myself consumed in the story and the performance. Oh and yeah, I yeah. just remember. The, I, I love shows that just like have this ethereal experience. And I remember when my wife and I used to, we would have it where we'd, we'd watch the Tonys, we'd have a big party. And then right after it'd be like, hurry, get the heck out of the house. And we'd fly in the red eye to New York. <gasps> and oh I remember goodness. that year we, I listened to Dear Evan Hansen first and I went, oh yeah, okay, this is good. All right. And it, it won the Tony award. And I was like, great, this is good. And then I listened to Come From Away and it was right, I mean, I can still see it in my head. It was right as we were landing that I finished listening to the album. I remember flying over the Atlantic Ocean as we landed at JFK and we touched down and my wife looked at me and she said, what? And I said, something, something is wrong because this show sounds, we haven't even seen it. I'm like, it, it, it is better than the other. I remember flying over the Atlantic Ocean to um, 38 Planes reprise somewhere in the middle of nowhere, you know? I just remember yeah. I can have that image. So, but my favorite musical, the one that just really, mm, it was ninth grade. We had just read Romeo and Juliet. And uh, you already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Everybody mocked this show, but I remember the teacher put it on and I remember just hearing the music and I was hooked. Leonard Bernstein is in, incredible and it was west side story and i yeah. can't everything about it is ingenious yeah, um, that's my favorite of anything there you go right there yeah, yeah. I, I loved phantom um i you know what what really melted me in was um christine's song uh learn to be lonely uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what I was going, I don't know what was going on, but I, you know, I do think those stages in your life and how you react, you know, your response, um, but holy cow, that was, and, and just the, the levels of opera, you know, just, and I, you know, I had never even really known what opera music was or anything about theater. You wanted to go learn more about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I knew what plays I liked and what was cool. Like Annie was, you know, like, but I mean, and then, um, you know, just to get so excited over the years and throughout, you know, to come, um, what is going to be on, I mean, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, what's transpiring and what's transforming is amazing. And yeah. I, I think I love how current it is. You know, we can't just watch Les Mis till we're 80. We need more. We thirst for more. Oh my so God. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And I think the younger generation, they're getting into it younger. Thus, you know, the reason for the ABCs of the theater, um, you know, to give them that passion sooner. Um, yeah. You know, that it's important.
thank you for asking me that. <laughs> um, but back to you, outside of that production of Newsies, have you seen any great theater that you would recommend? You know, I real I, I have to go with Ren. I mean, I, I did see Into the Woods and um, I I just really I you know, I I, I just you really um, I think you feel like you're you're in it and you're you're bombarded with questions and it's really important I think sometimes to have an experience like that where you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's really a transformational show, I think. So that, that would be my, my pick right now. I am going to the Lion King for the first time this summer and I'm so excited. Now, have you ever seen the Lion King? <laughs> no, and that's one that I've always wanted to, that was the one I've always wanted to see because I heard it was so spectacular. You know, and um, you have to see it. It was the, you know, it's the thing, so. My favorite part, I've seen that show more times than I can count, but my favorite part is it's primarily like you've got lots of kids seeing it and the opening number is the circle of life and they have the parade of animals. Yeah. Um, and if you're in the orchestra, oh my gosh, you're in for a treat. If not, don't worry, it's so good. Um, yeah. But the minute these animals make their way and everyone sees it, you see all these kids just lean all the way forward and they get these giant saucer eyes. Doesn't matter if they're six or 16. Oh, giant yeah. saucer eyes and you see that they're just bitten. They're like, how is this possible? And they're sucked into the world. And I'm like, that's yeah. the theater. And they're in it to win it for the entire show. That, that opening number, there are very few shows that can just capture a young audience like that. Yeah. That's yeah. one of them. And so that's why, I mean, every few years I'm like, I gotta go to The Lion King. I just gotta get reminded why, <laughs> you know, cause every now and then I'll be that like old curmudgeon walking through Times Square. I'm like, oh, freaking school. And then every one, a few years I gotta go to The Lion King. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. You guys are our future and, and you love this stuff just as much as I do. Good, good, keep doing yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. That's hysterical. Well, I wish teachers, that's why I say teachers are performers, because to capture an audience, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yes. <laughs> We're so, on stage. <laughs> so what is your favorite part about working in the theater, you know? Well, that's a, that's a tough one, too, because there's so many favorite parts. I think um, seeing the kids just kind of overcome, you know, it, you see several times in several kids, um, their kind of urgency to give up, whether it be pressure or, you know, and, and just seeing them kind of come out of that, because I think that it does come together, people come together, and you kind of um, have to act as if, you know, and they do a good job of it. And just seeing, I think, um, a cast and crew come together. That's the most re rewarding part for me because um, you know their individual strengths and you know, you know what could go down, especially being a teacher in general, you know, and then when you, you know, are, when they're getting into that collaboration mode by themselves, they're able to critique each other without feeling insulted. And to really have that discourse that's important to put on a show. And they, you know, they step out of their comfort zone. And so 
all of the, the growth that's made within that, that community of performers, um, that family for that show. So that, that, I think that's the most rewarding part. Love that. Oh, I love that. So last question, rounding this out. What is your favorite theater memory? Oh, my favorite theater memory. <laughs> well, oh, there are so many. Um, I think just the part in Annie um, really sunk me in. My friend and I were there, and I was about 15. And, um, and when she came out in the red dress, I, I, there was something about that red dress that just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that she was rich now and I was just happy. It was more like, here she is, you know, like she's, she's her now. And, and, um, just seeing the audience reaction to that. And like you said, kids, like when they, when, when the audience, you know, and, and it was mainly kids, um, around me and and you could feel the you know that 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 suck in that you're like yeah you know and and um you always have that feel that urgent feeling when you're a theater mom or looking over theater kids like please do the when he does that or she does that because that's what you want you know that's the reaction you want from the crowd so it was one of that moments where it worked you know she came out and she, you know and it was just um you know, that's the magic to me of theater, just really those moments where the audience is just taken by just a simple image that's really a huge story. Seeing that, you know, someone coming out of those circumstances, you know, and then everybody really appreciating, um, you know, just her inner beauty coming out. And yeah, it was cool. So just a couple more questions for you. Um you mentioned your A to Z uh, idea. Are there any other projects or works that you might be having coming down the pipeline? Well, I think I mentioned one, um, perhaps coming up with some curriculum or some gadgets yeah. or some things to um, accompany the book. And, um, you know, I really, I'm enjoying, um, I'm a Reiki master and I write curriculum right now. So I'm um, I'm enjoying those those things. I have a couple of clients, and I'm enjoying being back away from um, Orlando, where I I lived for a little while, and I'm back in PA, and um, really just enjoying um, the inspiration around me. You know, it's just beautiful here. Um, so, for example, in in Orlando, our church looked like Taco Bell. Like it just, it was no. And here we've got the stone and the, you know, the castles. And so, um, just about getting, you know, inspired. Um, we talked before, you know, just getting to know, learn me again and know me again. And after COVID and that election, we won't go there. Everything, just trying to um, own me and and see what I enjoy doing. You know, my daughter's getting older. She um, she's going to college soon, and you know, just kind of finding my new inspiration. So, but I do like writing music, and I have. Thank God it's not here because I, I don't want to be ambushed. But <laughs> my guitar, I am learning a little guitar, and um, you know, I enjoy enjoy music a lot. So just trying to find the Fillmore's right here, trying to find 
shows for people that are 50. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a weird niche to be in, but there's several, there's even a theater next door to me. Oh, wow. On my, so little, little stagecraft or theater. So, you know, there are several, this is where Annie started. Um, yeah, Ms. Quinn started here. So um, it's, it's really nice to just go to theaters again and, you know, just get involved in the community a little bit. Got into a bookshop on the street. So Yay. that was, yeah. <laughs> that leads you to my final question, which is if our listeners want to get more information about your book or even to purchase it, how can they find it or reach out to you? Where, where is it available? All that jazz. What, what are the details? <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. Um, first of all, I'm on um, Facebook, if you want to friend me, Beth Allison, Philly friend Beth, and Instagram, Beth Allison, 1L. Um, you can find this on Amazon. Um, I also, um, I'll be doing some, um, you know, just special orders. My information is all there. If you want my email address, um, I think my contact information is all there. Um, and hopefully you'll see it in a theater near you, but you can order it from Amazon. Um, again, the, the world is your oyster. So thanks for having me. Yes, amazing. <laughs> my guest today has been author Beth 2K, uh, who's the author of the new book, The World is Your Oyster. Uh, you can buy it now on Amazon. It's in a few bookstores here and there. Um, it's hopefully going to be in more, hopefully more drama bookstores. Uh, you can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at Beth Allison, and that's with one L and one S. And there you can find uh, a direct email where you can reach out to her for a special order. We're going to be posting all this information on our social media, as well as on the information for this episode. So, uh, this is a perfect gift for any theater lover, particularly for if you've got a, a younger uh, theater artist, a high school. So, so don't if miss you, out on this. Start calling them teen spians. If you have a teen spian. I love that, a teen spian. <laughs> we might have created a new, we might be rich. I don't know. Make room and Copy, Copyright pending, patent pending. <laughs> Beth, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us today on Whisper in the Wings. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep your masks on. And keep talking about the theater. A stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jesse Spillane and John Bartman. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.